Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us for part two and a conclusion of a great interview with Tanisha Costales. Now, if you missed any of part one, you need to go back and catch up. But basically, she is the author of a great book called Becoming a Virtuous Wife. It's her personal story of healing and transformation. Now, she authored this book to help women transition from a life of guilt and shame to one of love and acceptance. She's a wife, mother of three, and she's experienced a lot in her life. Just to give you a quick background before we jump back into the conclusion of this interview, she was abused as a child and actually left home and went out on her own at age 16 and survived. And folks, it's just a, a, a tragic story, but it has a great ending because now she's a mother. She's a child of God. She's sharing the gospel and she's giving encouragement to, to women that are just like her. Hey, man, let's jump back into the interview now with Tanisha Costales. And this was the time when you hit, as you put in your book, rock bottom. I was getting there. Yeah. I was close. I was getting there. So I moved away. Now I got myself an apartment that was able to afford it. And we shared 50, 50 custody with the children. And, um, see at this time at first, cause I was free. Because I felt like a bird lock up, locked up in a cage for many years. So this time I was free. I was like, yes. So at first, not going to lie, I was trying to hang out with people from my past. I was just like, hey, I can hang out. No kids, no nothing. And yeah, at first I was hanging out with people and stuff. But it it wasn't it wasn't that great. It was just me again looking for love in all the wrong places, surrounding myself with people I should not be surrounded by. And it got to the point. See, at this time I don't have a relationship with the Lord, but I saw what he did. And everyone's heart started to harden and nobody wanted to hang out with me anymore. So it was like the Lord was like, listen. You're being a little too thirsty. And you said you were going to learn to love yourself. So this is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so I had no choice but to sit in my mess, to reflect over my life, to talk to myself, to learn to become my best friend. And that is how I learned to love myself was just spending time alone. That's how I was able to discover who I was as a woman. And I come to the realization, wow, I am enough. I am worthy. 
you, you know, I can become the mother I know I can become. I can be a wife in the future. I can be the woman the father of my children needs. And it was just like an epiphany as soon as I realized, like, wow, I love myself. Because I was my own best friend. I didn't care about nobody else's opinion of me. I didn't care how people looked at me because I was always, since I was a child, nobody liked me anyways. And everyone always had something bad to say about me. So it was then that I don't even care. I don't care. They can hate me all they want. But right now, I love me. And I forgive myself for all the bad decisions I've made in my past. And I started realizing the dysfunctional patterns that followed me from my parents, from my childhood, the negative talk, uh, the generational curses. I started becoming aware and recognizing it. And I was like, yeah, no, I always told myself that I'm not going to be my father. I'm not going to be my mother. I'm not going to be my family. I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. And that was it. I was on a mission to become better. And is this when you received Jesus? Mm, okay. So now I forgave myself. Now I love myself. And me and the father of my children, now we started talking again. So we're talking again now. And one day, um, we were just like, hey, what's going to happen? Because, of course, he still wanted to work it out. And I said, listen, and he wanted me to move back in with him. I said, I can't move in with you unless you forgive me. Because remember, I told you, he know he, he knew what happened. He knew I had an affair. I stepped out of a relationship. But he did not know what happened that night, what I endured that night. So I told him, I forgive myself. You need to, you need to forgive me. So I can't get back with you if you don't let that go. Like we, we shouldn't have to talk about what happened anymore because it is what it is. So he said, no, yes, you know, I, I forgive you. The son, the third, that's what he said. He wanted, he wanted to forgive me. But recently what I learned is he never truly forgave me because it hit his ego. And so now we're back together. I moved back in. Oh, okay. I moved back in, but the pain got worse. And I'm going to share what really, honestly, I think this is the first time I'm sharing this. I don't think I've shared this on other interviews. I got pregnant again. And I was in so much pain. Holy Spirit, help me. I was in so much pain and taking so many medication, smoking a lot of weed, drinking a lot of alcohol to try to balance the dizziness and the weed and for the pain and also the insomnia now I that I now had. And I told the father of my children, I can't keep this baby because... I can't even go an hour without smoking, without having to take these medications. Uh, there's no way. 
I can have this baby. So he, he told me, he said, you know, it's your body. So whatever decision you make. So I end up getting an abortion. And it was right after the abortion. And I knew it was wrong. I grew up in a household. You know, my mother was an old and has been a believer since I could remember. And she took take us to church. She would make us pray, read the word. I knew it was a sin. I knew I committed murder. And I, and it was just, it was worth it. The, the, that demonic um, torment got worse. And then I was started becoming suicidal. And I ended up going, uh, getting into a minor accident as I was going to see the rheumatologist. And that was my last straw. That was my rock bottom. And I was out of the car by this time. And I just threw my hands up in the air. And I finally spoke to God and I said, God, I'm done. I cannot do this no more. I cannot take these pills anymore. I refuse to waste more money on all these doctors that don't know what's going on and doing all these procedures. I burnt my neck, the nerves on my neck twice and nothing was helping. I said, I am done. If I need to die like this and and suffer like this, then so be it. But I am done. My hands is off. I'm done trying. So you need to do what you need to do because that's it. I'm done. I'm withering away, basically. And that was my rock bottom. And that is when um, the Holy Spirit came into my life and started teaching me a lot of truth. Amen. Amen. How did your life change after that? So that that night that I basically opened my heart that I didn't know that I did that, but I gave the Lord the access that he was waiting for. And the Holy Spirit started teaching me a lot of truth on YouTube revealing everything about the world, the deception. And as I was learning a lot, I was just like, dang, like, because now I started learning about the third eye and opening the third eye. And I saw a video that this kid was saying, oh, I opened my third eye. Now I can hear God. We have conversations. This and third. I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. I want to know more, right? But then I started looking at his surroundings. And now this is my discernment kinking in now. First of all, it was dark in his room. I'm like, dang, why is his room dark? Like, it seems very gloomy. It kind of looks like he hasn't slept in days. And he, he then, he said something which was a huge red flag. And I was like, no, I need to open up the Bible because this is this is off. And I'm not digging it. So I hopped off of that. But he said... Oh yeah, I have conversations with his um, in my head all the time, and he's so funny. He has jokes, and and he's like, he kept saying they. There was more than one voice in his head, and he said they, and I said that ain't God, that ain't God. So that's when I walked away from that, and um, the pain continued on for a few days, and one day my mother invited me onto a live broadcast on Facebook. So it was a um, a man from Africa. He was a prophet and he was prophesying. So I hopped on there and I was like, well, I ain't got nothing else to lose, you know? So I ended up commenting and he called my name out and 
he told me, he said, the Lord wants me to pray over you. He wants me to pray over your healing. And he prayed over my healing the next day, 100% healed. That is what changed my life. That encounter of that healing, that miracle, I was like, I am done, Lord. I'm following you, Jesus. And that's it. I changed my whole life around five years ago. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shout amen, somebody, somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's (laughs) awesome. Awesome. And now you have your own publishing company, Hannah's On Fading Beauty, LLC, and you're releasing your first book, Becoming a Virtuous Wife. Now, in your book, you have nine keys to conflict resolution. Can you just briefly go over those nine keys or give us a couple of takeaways? Yes. Okay. The nine keys. The first one is be first. You know what? I'm going to come back real quick because I just made my bookmarks and I'm going to pull it out just because it's in front of me. It's going to take two seconds. It's right there. One second. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen, somebody. Amen. All right. So this is my cute bookmark that I did, laminated it it myself and everything. Nine keys to overcome spiritual conflict. The first one is be first. Allow the Lord to work in your heart. Be the one to start breaking those generational curses. Yeah, amen. amen. Be the one to do the work. The second one, walk away. Learn when to walk away. Walk away from contentious circumstances, avoiding physical and verbal combat. We deal with a lot of hurt people in this world and they're going to come for you, especially when you have that light, the light of the Lord within you. There's times when you need to shut your mouth and just walk away. You don't need to sit there in that verbal abuse. That's true. Amen. Number three is make your declarations. Repeat scripture and affirmations. Do not Harbor negative thoughts. Say say out loud, I will not entertain you. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah, when you receive those negative thoughts in your head, like what I used to get, oh, you're not worthy, you're not enough. You need to come against those. Because first of all, that's not what our father says about you. He does not say that in the Bible. So if that is not love speaking to you in your head, that is not of God. So you need to know I am loved. I am worthy. I am more than enough. So learn to start making your own declarations of yourself. I I do that often. All the time. Yeah. With some, I say, Oh no, I cast that thought down in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes I'll have a dream and wake up and say, Oh no, I bind that evil spirit and cast that out. Yeah, you got to speak it out loud too. Say it out loud. Don't just think it. Say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same. (laughs) And um, you want me to go through all of them? So I have five more. Sure, go ahead. All right. I'm going to just give it all to you because the book is going to come out anyway. So Mm -hmm. discern the spirit or spirit. 
Are the spirits angry, lying, manipulating, or fearful? If love is not motivating the spirit, why continue the conversation? That's right. Learn to discern the spirits. Learn to discern what spirit is speaking through other people's mouths. Yeah. And once you discern, oh, this is not of God. Back to number two, walk away and say, I will not entertain you. That's, That's right. it. Amen. All right. Number Amen. five is bigger Amen. is better. God calls us to overcome adversity with love. This requires being bigger than the opposition. I know it sucks being the bigger person all the time. I had to be the bigger person my whole life and I hated it. Okay. But it's necessary. You have to be bigger. You know, that's just the way the Lord intends it to be. Look at Jesus. It is what it is. So you have you just have to be bigger. Also, why? Because when you do, you're operating in love. Love is not an emotion. Love is action. And words are not, I mean, love is not the words that come out of your mouth. It's the way you act. Amen. So be better than the other person by being bigger. All right. Key number six, cry it out. Go to the secret place, pray and cry out to him. Cry out to our father. Your father will remember your tears and come through for you. As you're walking away, as you're not entertaining these spirits, as you are being the bigger person, you go to your secret place. You cry out to our father. You tell your father what happened. See, I like to, what I like to say is I tell my husband, I'm going to tell on you. <laughs> so I'll go, I'll go and I'll, I'll, I'll tell on him or whoever hurt me or whatever the case may be, or like my kids, right? They're acting up. Oh, I'm going to tell on them right now. <laughs> go cry it out. Go tell on your father. He going to handle it. Amen. All right. Number seven, watch your mouth. Life and death come out of your mouth. Make silence a strategy to combat the attacks on your peace. Like I said, we know life and death comes through our mouth. We need to learn how to shut our trap because silence is wisdom. Yeah. Amen. Abraham Lincoln once said, uh, it's better to be to remain silent and thought a fool than to speak up and remove all doubt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's okay that all other people think you're a fool when you are silent. You're just using wisdom. And you don't have that's it. He was right. I- I'm on his page. All right. Now, key number eight, let it go. You prayed, you cried, you interceded, you resisted every negative spirit. Let the conflict go and give it to God. Let it go, because if we do not let it go, we're going to then open that door for unforgiveness, for bitterness, 
for resentment. We need to just let that go, put it in our father's hand so he can handle it. Last one, key number nine, believe. Believe that Christ, our advocate, has pleaded your cause and that God has settled your case. Believe he's going to vindicate for you. And he will. He loves him. He loves his children. Amen. Amen. You also share in your book, Becoming a Virtuous Wife, three golden nuggets to help women prepare to foster healthy, intimate relationships and overcome their daily struggles. Can you share those three nuggets with us? Yes. The first one is love yourself. That is the message that the Lord has me sharing in this book. Loving yourself. The word says, love thy neighbor as yourself. You cannot love your neighbor if you do not love yourself. If you do not love yourself, You're coming against our father's creation. You are important. It's not selfish to love yourself. You're not idolizing yourself if you love yourself. And that's the deception of the enemy enemy that has been spewed out in the world. And this is the message that the Lord wants to, to use me to speak to his children and release. So they can receive that revelation. The reason why you're still at that same place, why you still have not elevated, is because you have not tapped into your self-love. That's why there are times when you slip up and you hurt other people with what comes out your mouth because there are things deep inside of you that you have not healed from. And he wants to heal his children. And it first comes with loving your Because for us to truly love our father with all our being, we must love ourselves, his creation. So love yourself so you can love your brother, so you can fully love our father with all your being. The other ones are communication and forgiveness. You must forgive yourself. For all the bad decisions you have made, hey, we live and we learn. We turn our lessons into blessings, okay? And the Lord, every bad decision we have made, the Lord's going to turn it around and he's going to use it to glorify him. So let it go. Just like when I made that decision of that abortion, I had to let it go. I could not let that shame and that guilt oppress me. I had to let it go and forgive myself. Why? My father forgave me. My father blessed me with my harmony that I have. He gave me that other chance. Forgive yourself and let it go. Not only that, also forgive other people. Forgive everyone who has hurt you. It's true. Amen. You have to let them go because when you do not forgive other people who hurt you, you lock them up in this cage. And then you wonder why your shoulders are so tense. You know, I dealt with that fibromyalgia. My my shoulders were as tense as rock. There was a lot of unforgiveness that I had. And so when I learned the power of forgiveness and I forgave my mother, I forgave my father, my siblings, and I started forgiving people, it was like 
I've received that deliverance of like just weights being lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. Forgive. Yeah. yeah. Jesus said, forgive others. He said, because whoever, remember he told the, the disciples, whosoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's already forgiven. it. All I got to do is that he's going to forgive them. But when we don't forgive someone, we retain Mm-hmm. those sins we we hold yeah. on to them you know if if you're mad at someone for something they said five years ago mm-hmm. and you're treating them like and they're like what is wrong what what did i ever you know they don't even remember what they did you're the one yeah. who's retaining it it hurts them not i mean it hurts you not them you know that's why yeah. i said just let it go forgive them you know? yeah and, and you know what and you know what it is that they're retaining that burden that mm-hmm. unnecessary burden that they're carrying. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Tanisha, this has been so interesting. And and I know your book's coming out just about the time this episode will be published. Uh, how can someone ob- obtain a copy of your book, ret- uh, Becoming a Virtuous Wife? Uh, is it, I know it'll be on Amazon, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, but you're still taking pre-orders right now though, right? Yes, I am currently taking pre-orders on my website at hannahsonfadingbeauty.com. So yeah, so you can pre-order on my website. You're gonna you'll get this lovely bookmark, a big eight by ten flyer of the nine keys, and so much other gifts Amen. that I will be throwing in a box just to show my love for everyone who has supported. Amen. Amen. If someone wanted to reach out to you to ask a question or maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Yeah, you can go ahead on my Facebook, my Instagram. It's at Hannah's Unfading Beauty. I am also offering free 30 minutes self-love sessions with Hannah's TLC, which is me. So reach out to me contact, send me a message on Facebook, send me a message on Instagram and let me know I'm here to love on you and to just pour out this insight, this knowledge that the Lord has given me. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to this in the show notes below. Folks, Tanisha's story is not unique. I mean, unfortunately, there are many women out there that can relate to everything that she shared with us today. That's the reason she wrote this book to give you encouragement and hope. This book, Becoming a Virtuous Wife, will help you to communicate with yourself and your significant other. It'll help you to build a a healthier and happier relationship. It'll help you to embrace your calling, to be used by God to fulfill your calling and be a blessing to others in your daily walk. I encourage you to drop down to the show notes, reach out to Tanisha, click the links, pre-order a copy of her book. If you're listening to it after the book went published, you will be able to order the book itself, praise God. If you're part of a book club or something like that, order several copies and have your book club do a study on the things she talks about. If you have a small group study at church, you can do the same thing. In fact, reach out to Denisha and book her as a special guest, praise God. Just use the links down below in the show notes to get in touch with Denisha to order and pre-order your copy of Becoming a Virtuous Wife right now. Tanisha, thank you again for coming on the program today and sharing all about your great book, Becoming a Virtuous Wife. I do appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Tanisha Costales and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. 
please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.